Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. If you're a regular listener, you know that we bring you all the up-to-date guitar news and a load of other stuff as well. If you fancy supporting the podcast and helping us do what we do every single week, you can go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Now you can support us at a few different price points, but even at the $1 tier, we give something back. You get the regular episode every week ad free and early that's patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i'm your host mark packham joined this evening by matt knight Hello. Jay Cross. Hi, gang. And Joe Branton. Hello. Blimey. The, uh, <laughs> as you can hear, unfortunately, the gang is all here. Um, everyone is in the house today because Summer Nam was Snam. this week. Yeah, Snam. I tell you what, it's been, everybody's Snam. been talking about it as Snam. Has it ever been who's, Snam Who before? said Snam? I've seen it on the it's, internet. Yeah, what? the internet's yeah, called it Snam. It's because the hashtag is... Hashtag Snam. Snam. Yeah, I but don't like it. Been, yeah, it's been Summer Nam before. Yeah. Now it's Snam. How do you feel about... Th- it's what? weird, though, because everyone at work has called it Snam yeah, or not, just put in an email Snam. Not, and I've got a feeling Wunam. that's what it's been for a long time and we're just losers that didn't no, realise. No, no, But it's not... The other one's not Wunam. So why is this one Snam? Wham. No, because Winter Wham. Nam is just Nam. Or Nam. Nam. It's not, it can't be Nam. It's not a soft A. It's not like... Snam. It's not I don't like, want it to be called like dance. It's not like dance or dance. It's it's an acronym. To get so back to the, the original point, Snam. Summer Nam uh, was last. Well, I guess it was last no, no, weekend, it, wasn't it? Called it Snam. Summer Nam was last weekend, and uh, lots of new products. Obviously, uh, for those not in the know, it, this is the kind of the second biggest trade show, I guess. Certainly for guitars, uh, there is Music Matter as well, which covers a whole bunch of other stuff. But Summer Nam primarily now seems to be a guitar show, um, which takes place in the summer every year. Loads of new product releases before, during, and afterwards. So we've basically got a like a news-packed show this week. We probably won't get around to any questions. Probably won't cover any other topics. It's probably just going to be... Nudes. 
Indeed. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to run down all the new product releases, give you a bit of info about them, give you our thoughts on them, and then in this week's Patreon, we're going to do a bit of a kind of uh, summer NAM debrief, I think. SNAM. SNAM debrief, uh, where we go over a few more things that were released and just our thoughts on the show, where things are going, what we think will be uh, coming out in, in the winter, um, and all of that good stuff. So, should we get down to some SNAM news? I enjoy that very much. So, um, first up, from Epiphone, brand new SL and Thunderbird models. Well, yes. Uh, so, this is really cool. Epiphone Epiphone actually did way more than that. They released an, a, a whole chunk of stuff, and all of it is absolutely amazing. It, this has to be the best, coolest, and most interesting line of new Epiphone guitars, like maybe in the last decade, they they are all great looking, but yes, you're you're right to uh, to. I, I picked these two out basically because they're yes. definitely the most interesting. Absolutely. So the SL Les Paul or the Les Paul SL by Epiphone is kind. It's a it's a ninety nine dollar guitar. Yeah. Um, it's it's a Les Paul Junior type thing, but crucially, is fitted with two single coils, and most importantly, comes in an incredible range of colours. So you get. Uh, heritage cherry, and you get like a um, a vintage sunburst, which boring. both come with both a black boring. scratch plate. So they look totally <laughs> cool. And then they do ebony as well. Uh, so you've got the the three most boring ones first. Okay, okay, yeah. So so the colours that are really super cool are they've released uh, Pacific blue, turquoise, and most important sunset yellow. Yes, all with white scratch plates and these cool black single coil pickups the, on a on a bolt on Les Paul Junior body with a completely new and unique scratch plate which is totally like surf cool yes so they're kind of strap pickups by the looks of things yeah. um, and I mean it looks just like um, what they call the Les Paul Special 2 basically it's that yeah, kind of that junior sort of style body but they've kind of managed to make it look like it looks like one of those old like 60s Italian yeah. sort of things oh, I think this is such a great release I, th- I think they look absolutely fantastic for, for 90 <laughs> Like, yeah. Think yeah. about that. Like your first guitar. Like our first guitars were all like black affinity strats. You Mine know? was a PV Raptor um, in yeah, exactly. uh, Sunburst, I think. Oh, exactly. Mine was a Diamond uh, Les Paul. Oh, yeah. With, that's uh, actually quite a good guitar. Actually, it was a great yeah, guitar. Great good. guitar, yeah. The, but, you know, most people start on really bland looking guitars. And to get the option to have your first guitar being like a single coil Les Paul in sunset yellow. I mean, they are very cool looking. I, I actually mm. am not convinced that that is who Epiphone are going for with this guitar. I think that that's probably a byproduct. But I think this is aimed at people who have maybe moved away from Gibson and Epiphone over the last few years because they've become a little bit too regimented right. I think this has been basically built as a really basic starter guitar for you to just do loads of mods to yeah, that's, 100%, that, 100%, that's yeah. the way that that's the way that I've been seeing it because the um, the the sort of previews that I've seen of this um, I saw uh, Ryan from 60 cycle, 60 cycle hum did a he got his hands on one and he said you know the pickups don't sound great the well, tuners are super basic but I mean that's all part and parcel of a guitar that you that you can spend some time and some money yeah, um, modding to yourself. I I really liked his uh, rec- his suggestion of um, imagine sticking some lipsticks oh, on one of those. Yes, that's how, how good would that be? It's also a poplar body, so it's going to have way more of like a fendery sort of sound than. Um 
it, like Poplar's closer to it's uh, a bit brighter. Well, it's yeah, it's closer to Alder in in sort of sonic terms than than the normal mahogany that uh, that Epiphone might go to things in. But yeah, definitely maybe the most exciting guitar release of Snam. I, I think. Stop saying Snam. <laughs> um, we did, I, we were going to talk about the Thunderbirds, which we will do in a minute. But also, you've just brought up on the screen. Well, yeah, they, one of it, the they weirdest slash coolest things Epiphone have done. So they released in, three bases. In memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, the three bases. Actually, all of them pretty cool and unique. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the Master Built B I L T series. So that's been around for a while, listeners. If you haven't checked them out, they're kind of a they're a range of like um, pickupless arch tops, so piezo driven arch tops that uh, that well, look super cool. Master Built over the years have been many things. Actually, they've been like the next step up from the standard line. So there was a yeah. long range of Master Built acoustics that yeah. were. Rather than being two to three hundred quid, they were four to five hundred quid. Well, yes, yeah. The current Master Built series is is averagely in the thousand. Oh right, okay, wow. Well, okay. uh, which is exactly what this is. This is a thousand dollars, and they have released a Master Built Deluxe Classic bass. So it's a four string acoustic bass, but with f holes instead of like a central hole. And the the whole sort of like Master Built has this sort of like Art Decoy sort of feel to Definitely. it. The, the whole the whole look of them. So like an acoustic bass, like with f holes and no. No, no, uh, no sound hole is is incredibly unique. Anyway, I, th- I think it looks totally awesome. I can't wait to hear what they sound like. They really look cool. Piezo pickup in there? Yeah, it yeah, is. Right. Okay, do we know what the scale length is? What is as well? Because they look really small. When I first saw, it, I was like, Have they released some sort of like um, tenor arch top? Nah, they haven't said. But it will be thirty inch scale. Yeah. 34. It just looks very small for a bass. Um, and and then two other bases. They released the uh, the Epiphone Embassy Pro, which is totally cool. So the uh, the guitar equivalent of the Embassy is the Wiltshire. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a Wiltshire bass, which is it just looks incredibly cool. And they've done this and a Thunderbird also in in ebony. Um, with unfortunately they've gone for that that standard. That um, version of the Thunderbird, so it is bolt on, which is, oh, is, which is it? a bit of a shame. But, but crucially, comes with these massive chrome humbuckers, yeah, mud buckers. So um, similar to the kind of seventies ones, I believe, or late sixties. If you see a late sixties Thunderbird, the pickups on there look like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think these, these, especially the Epiphone Embassy, if they can manage to actually get some stock of of these ones over here, then um, uh, I think these they're three nine nine dollars glued um, neck. Uh, I'm not sure. There's not that much information okay. available on them just yet. I but would think that they are because they've got the pro name. I would imagine. Is, yeah, I would imagine. The so. Thunderbirds pros, though. They are, but if you look at the body picture that they've released, that is the that is the there is a slight difference in the body shape between the pro and the standard. Okay, it is the shape of the standard. It has the the weird little cutaway pieces that they use. On yeah, their but maybe on. maybe they've. Yeah, they maybe might I'm be glued neck, you know, and I hope they I could are. be wrong. Yeah, it would be great if I'm wrong. It would be great. But anyway, they, they, those are bases. People don't especially care about bases. So yes, the SL uh, Les Pauls—they were super cool. That's going to be the one, was, isn't it? That's going to be the one. Yeah. Like you say, is a really good starter platform, but also a really good platform for doing mods. Um, you know, if you were to stick, I mean, you could put anything in there really if you wanted to. You could put P90s, humbuckers. Yeah if you wanted to kind of route it out a little bit, but also... I wonder if they're already routed out, though. I'm wondering if it's a Les Paul... Junior Special? LP no, I wonder if it's an LP100. Well, no, because they're, they're, they're carved top. Yeah. Are they? No, yeah. the LP100s aren't. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, which the, is the... Is le, it the Special? Yeah, ju- yeah, Les Paul Special 2. 
A sports special two, yeah, not the junior. But yeah, sports special yeah. two. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm thinking. Is it that, and it's just a different plate? I think it might be. Them. I think yeah, it might be. Yeah. So maybe. So it could be humbucker outed underneath. Funnily, funnily enough, the other release. I know we need to move on, but the other release was. Uh, do you remember the centuries? Do you remember? Yes, they've. Uh, we were saying. Do you know what? These are probably inspired by that James Bay fella who yeah. plays them. Yeah. <laughs> they've actually put out a James Bay signature. No, I- See, my thought is they made it and went, do you know what's cool? Epiphones, you know, those century ones. Yeah, let's put out a reissue of that. And then they did it and then went, oh, wait, do you know there's like some famous fella who's playing one over in the UK? Oh, quick, best stick out a... Uh a signature model. I actually completely the same. I don't think it is at all. I think that James Bay popularised that guitar. I actually, when I saw this, I thought, hang on a sec... It, this is like, this isn't new news. Yeah, totally. I was I, like, wait, we talked about this weeks ago, well, but then we some, didn't talk about it weeks ago. We talked yeah. about the reissue. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. things like that happen where you know the guitar gets into the market. We all are talking about it, and then like two months down the line, there's actually a press like press release. And yeah. I thought that's what had happened. No, yeah, um, it is a new model. Okay, right. Even though it's in, it's a new model in a color that was available. And as far as I can tell, no difference. It, I can't see a difference. I'm sure there is. Maybe his signature is on it, and I think that may be the only difference. But could, this one could is be a now different pickup, maybe. I think. Yeah, this one is specifically a '66 reissue. Okay. Uh, so I'm, maybe there's something different in the pickup one. I don't know. Anyway, it's seven nine nine. Okay, that seems reasonable for Epiphone stuff. Mm, yeah, well, I would say that's well, pretty premium. I think it's um, I think it's it's following on the trend that we've been seeing over the last twelve months or so of Epiphone bringing out. Yeah, um, expensive signature model guitars. Yeah, yeah. and um, also crucially, this is another one of the um, expensive uh, signature Epiphone guitars that isn't a Les Paul, and therefore will not have the headstock that yeah. turns so many people off. You, yeah, yeah, it's got a you know like a regular Epiphone archtop headstock, which is um, super cool. I don't think it's too much money actually when you consider. It's what, qu- that's quite a lot. Of money. Yeah, I but, think well, I but, think it's a lot of money when when the SL, <laughs> the, the SL Les Paul is not. Well, sure, but, yeah, you know, but then also it's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. in comparison to the reissues. I can't remember what that was. I think it was what yeah. five four nine. Yeah. I, who knows? But, yeah, but you put also, it like that. It does also, seem a little bit expensive. Eastman are doing one for for just for just shy of a thousand pounds as well, and that's it's not far enough away from being able to get an Eastman, which is a much higher quality instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they do uh, a version of the Century? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. I did not know that. Um, another big signature guitar released last week was the Fender Brad Paisley Telecaster. Jay, do you want to tell us a bit about it? This is going to be Marmite, isn't it? This one. Well, I want it. Yeah, well, of course, Matt, Matt Knight likes it. It's, it's Silver Sparkle. I think this is really cool. This mm. is um, So there's a couple of things to this. Um, this is part of the Road One series, so it's a nitro finish. Um, always interesting to see a nitro finish sparkle guitar because they just wear away in such a weird manner. But being able to do that affordably, I think that's remarkable that Fender well, have managed to put this yeah. out. I mean, bear in mind that when I looked to get my guitar refinished in a sparkle finish, they were going to charge me £300. And then to wear that back to a kind of relic, yeah. even more than that, you know. So, um, yeah, it's an expensive process. Yeah, completely. So, um, the other thing with this is it is extremely light. So, it uses uh, a bit of a weird body shape, uh, a body... Um, 
sandwich construction right. in the um it's uh spruit it's a uh, a pal palamina palamina palwina 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 basically they rounded up everyone called paul yeah. they've, they've got hold of their wieners and they've made a load of guitars out of them palwina so it's a palwina sandwich in between two slices of spruce it's paul's wiener in a sandwich in a spruce sandwich yeah <laughs> okay. um it's really really light Really, really light. Um, and yeah, it's... I, I heard that they're trying to make sure that everyone is seven pounds or under. Oh, right. I okay. saw in the video. What? So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Why did you just make guitar... it hollow? Because well, <laughs> the hollow guitars do sound different, yeah. don't they? Yeah, to yeah. like super light ones. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, the other thing with it is it's got a, uh, it's a, so it's a twisted telly in the neck and then a Brad Paisley signature pickup Ooh, in the bridge, That's which, I, which I reckon is probably just, um, okay, here's what we're going to do. See all, that, all those those low frequencies, get rid of them. Yep. Get rid of them. Just top end. Just get rid of them. Twangy. Yeah. Um, so, I but no, it's, it's a really, really lovely guitar, actually. I wonder if they're going to do those separately, those Brad Paisley pickups, because I think that would be quite uh, popular. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think they will. Um, they. I don't, I don't okay. think that will happen, um, because... I don't think it's happened in the past. Okay. Um, I wish it came with a clear scratch plate. That is the only thing that I don't like. And I don't want clear. I just want like white or black. Like I don't like the paisley scratch plate. And I know I Matt think, is going to be uh, up in arms about this. But I, think I think it needed I, to have. No, actually, considering his name, I think it needed to have something yeah. paisley about it. I'll just have. A I pack must admit, of ham I would rather have a different. <laughs> I would rather have a different scratch plate. I must admit, yes. the Paisley. I've seen those scratch plates before, and that I always thought they kind of looked. In in a way, I think it kind of like cheapens it. Hundred percent, like yeah, a yeah. black scratch plate on, like yeah. a single ply, yeah. Bakelite style black plate on it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree, but I, it, you know, but for still, the people how who, easy is it to change oh, the telly scratch plate? Like, completely, and you know, it's yeah, you whatever. A, it looks you fantastic. You can get a relic silver sparkle telly for like a grand. Yeah, that's it's good. Cool. Yeah. It's good. One other yeah, thing to mention: amazing. brass saddles on there as well. So of course, it's kind so of, it's you know, hitting all the proper spec that we like. Yeah. Um, what's neck shape? In half. Nine and a half. Oh, uh, sorry, it, nine and a half radius and, uh, and a V neck, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a uh, it's quite a pronounced neck. Enhanced V. So mm. I'd imagine that means it's going to be more pronounced than a regular V, which is hmm, could be interesting. Yeah, definitely. They're very very cool. Very cool. I've played both the chords that I know on, okay, uh, on one of them, and yeah, they sound good. Good, both chords. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, let's move on. Matt, we've heard from uh, our industry Fender Insider, Jay Cross. <laughs> we now, now need to hear from our boss industry insider, Matt Knight. Boss, um, releasing a load of stuff, but I guess the big one to talk about first is the 40th anniversary compact collector's box set. Um, yes, box 40. You, you, call it the oh, box it's the 40. box 40. Okay. Yeah. You boys have, um, depending on who you believe on the internet, gone mad or made the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's funny, really, because we sort of knew it was going to happen. Um, What's that? Well, of course you did. You commissioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose there is a, there is a bit of a story behind it. With um, no, I meant in terms of like you know what people were going to say about the price and stuff. But yeah, oh, I, I suppose a tiny bit of history was when I was in Japan last year. Um, they were talking about the concept of reissuing the uh, a a vintage pedal and then it came round to basically um me suggesting that they should reissue the traffic light box set and um it sort of developed on from there and uh, taking all the credit of, been, of course yeah 
Classic been, man been with the development the whole way. Can't say I actually built any of them or designed any of the circuits. But yeah, so this <laughs> is a reissue collector's box set of the original three Boss Traffic Light um, guitar pedals. Basically, everything down to the original um, is recreated in this, which is the first time, like, there was a video with... Uh, Yoshikami, he said that you know it's not the Japanese way to ever reissue anything. They only ever really look forward. They never, they never kind of look back. So I was, was going to bring that up actually, Matt, because the interesting thing about this for me and kind of what you guys have been doing with the Waza stuff, although it's slightly different because they're modded. When we spoke to Yoshi a few years ago, when we all met him for the first time, he sort of explained that categorically they would never ever do reissues because they want to be pushing the technology. And, yeah. you know, they, they're they a company who looks forward and kind of doesn't look back. And I think we all sort of said, well, that's a real shame because, you know, there is not only nostalgia around these products, but people are after the original, you know, the deal and you just can't get them, you know. Yeah. Try and find a SP1 for a decent price. Well, especially the, the the phaser. Actually. Oh, yeah, the, the, totally. The, 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 what is it? The PS? PH, the PH1. PH1 is, is surely nearly the rarest. Yeah. So what, what, no, do, you, I mean, what do you think's changed, funny, man? Really. The only, the only um, I think they, in terms of the way it's built, it's not just some, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, what they've done is they've just taken a boss case and then they've painted it a different color. It's like they've recreated it down to how it was made in 1977. So the yeah. circuit boards inside are different to the circuit boards that you get in a normal boss pedal. Okay. But if they were hand wide the, then, um, the, they were the, hand wide now. The even you you were telling me that the the nine volt input at the top actually used to be a, a slightly different shape. So yeah, so even the, that no, the, is is, yeah. is different. So the nine volt input, like the casing, is slightly different to match the casings they were originally. The circuit boards are different, so it's the same type of circuit board they used in seventy seven. Um, all the components have been. Sp- meticulously hand matched the ph1 was one of the first fet phases so that uses four fets in it um they're all hand matched per pedal um they're only making 1500 worldwide um and it is just and i mean i've had them i've had the originals the prototypes and the box 40 and they're all in my office now and i can tell you that they're the box 40 is so unbelievably close okay i don't think you would ever you would ever tell um and i to me, it's just amazing to, to see those. As a lifelong boss fan and a kind of collector, those three, I've never owned all three of those pedals. I think I've only ever owned the SP1. Um, and, you know, even like the OD1, the first version of the OD1 used a 14-pin chip, which was quickly changed um, after 77. This one uses the 14-pin chip, so no overdrives now use a chip similar to that. And I think it's just a nice piece of history. I mean, the OD1 was the first ever overdrive pedal. Overdrive didn't exist before that. It existed by yeah. turning up an amplifier. It, would, it had never been put into a compact well, I mean, unit before. Matt pointed out that even down to the fact that on, on the OD1, over and drive are two separate words. Two separate words. Just because that, it wasn't <laughs> it never invented. Yeah, overdrive wasn't. Matt, yeah. what, my, um, my question, obviously the pedals are fantastic and you know, you've explained kind of how they're, uh, how they're matching the original things, but what else is in there for like proper, because the box is expensive. How much is it? Like eight something? So Seven. there'll be 759 in okay. the UK. Okay. So my question is, you know, it obviously is pricey and some of that is for the reasons that we've mentioned in terms of the construction, but obviously it's a collector's piece. So is there anything else in the box? Do you get any like, is there a book or anything like that? 
No, you basically you get the three pedals, and I think we fought for a long time about what we wanted. Um, but if you live in Europe, there might be something that me and Jay are doing for people who buy it. Okay. I'm just going to say oh, that now. Oh, God, that sounds uh, <laughs> ominous. <laughs> some Polaroids. Uh, so yeah. what, what, some what blurry they gonna do, Polaroids. What they're going to yeah. do is they're going to take your address, come around to your house and steal it back off of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to include a blurry Polaroid of Matt with pedals in very, very discreet places, like covering well, things up. He's just totally naked, what, um, but just there's a little Jesus. DS1 covering the uh, the old bits. This podcast um, something is taking that we did a couple spiral. Something we did a couple of months ago was actually use them in the studio, um, and we've had a load of tracks recorded using those three. And I'm hoping that we're going to be able to kind of put those out soon for oh, people. Um, and I mean, it's amazing because you get to hear those pedals because people go a one band EQ like it's you know what am I ever going to use that for? But when you actually hear it in a band mix, you hear it so on top of all these songs we've done. It, it you know they they do sound great. Um, and I think we kind of considering just like the history and how they're built obviously they're all built in japan stuff like that i think they're priced as reasonably as we as we could realistically go and i would have we we talked for ages about what else could be included but you get a nice handwritten note a really nice presentation box and then a nice big kind of outer box but for true collectors i will tell you now that the, there's a big box and then inside the actual presentation box is plastic shrink wrapped and it's like the heat shrink wrap so it's totally sealed Okay, so my and question you is, Matt, you only know what serial number you've got if you break that seal. So if Blimey. anyone comes to me in forty years and they've never, they don't know what serial number they've got because they've never broken that piece of plastic. Fair play. But that was the shame when I opened mine. I was like, I'm gonna have to break that plastic seal because I need to go and show it to a load of people. So you have actually got one, Matt. That was going to be my question: is like, are you getting one of these, and will you I, actually open it? I think I am going to buy one. Okay, um, because to me, it's to me it's kind of like the ultimate thing i could possibly own as like a massive boss fan having now worked for boss and been involved in it i to me it's kind of like that's a memory that will last forever yeah yeah um so yeah it was it was just kind of nice to to finally see them out there and work on the launch video and kind of be able to show all these people and all the positive comments i know there's been a loads online about the price and people kind of going oh you're crazy and but also receiving an equal number of kind of emails and stuff like that about people super enthusiastic about it has been really nice. The key thing is um, when, when people are saying, oh, it's not worth that. I mean, you will sell all these boxes. So yeah. it is worth <laughs> the price because people and, and will pay And the thing is, it. people are like, you know, I'd never put it on my pedal board. And, I, and I'm kind of like, well, I don't think anyone who's going to buy one probably will. No, definitely not. Um, you know, it is a collector's piece. And, it's, and that's one thing that Boss have never really done. They've never really done collector's items and they've never done reissues. Yeah. So also for those people who have always been into boss pedals, those two things sort of never happen. The floodgates um, are the floodgates are open now, Matty. The flood the floodgates yeah. are open. The reissues. There's been uh, so what we've seen the Roland Boutique. Yep. Um, we've seen the Wazacraft, and now we've seen just proper reissues. reissues. I'm waiting for my yeah. DN2 Dyna Drive reissue to come out. You know, they've probably <laughs> still got one of those gaps. Just go in. Still in stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, um, obviously that's Boss kind of looking uh, to the past, but they have also brought out a new product which I think is very forward thinking. Um, yes. The brand new solderless patch cable kit. Now, there's plenty of solderless patch cable companies out there, um, but Boss's take seems to be very uh, neat. And they've really kind of thought about players. Is that right? Yeah. Um, 
and I mean, we've got a really, really cool accessories team that are based um, kind of partly in the US and, and partly in Europe. And I've seen, I think, six revisions of those plugs. Wow. Um, and I've been asked to check every one and kind of think how it, you know, so I've kind of, it's been nice to also have a little bit of kind of input on how those plugs are designed. Um, but yeah, amazingly, they are the smallest footprint of any plug design. Okay. Um, so that the site, the actual um space they come out of the back of a pedal or a back of a switcher um is really small they work both right angled or straight cool. um, so you don't need to put a cap on them you can literally just have the cable coming out straight or you can bend it over a right angle there's a kind of little dip in there that you can use it for um and then i mean to be honest i mean i've had loads of the sets and test them and i've not had a single one fail um, and everyone's worked first time so Good. it's been really nice for that um and they're we're doing them in a range of different sizes so they come in like a two there's like you get enough for one cable i think enough for two cables enough for eight cables 10 and then also 12 so there's enough to build a whole es5 switcher from one pack so you're saying which is really nice because most companies don't offer that and you have to buy like two or three packs which costs a lot more money you're buying uh, so you're available able to buy them separately you can just buy one cable if you want to you'll be able to buy um two plugs and one foot of cable oh wow okay interesting yeah um and we also for serious people out there for kind of techs and stuff like that we're also offering a massive reel and then a huge um sort of i think it's like 250 plugs in one bag wow so um, um but everyone, it's a really it's a really quick a and easy system Everyone get online and request Matt's massive reel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, designed with switches in mind, I think, ideally, I think that was the kind of where it came out of first is people building ES8 and ES5 um, kind of rigs and making sure that, you know, we even thought about the grip on the end of... um, of the end of the kind of plug to how easy it is to get out of pedals and stuff like that as well. Neat. Um, I think there's been a lot of those... um, kind of build it your own stuff where people have complained that they don't work with the uh, ES8 so it's good that you guys are actually taking that on and producing something yeah, that, that will the work yeah kind of the main feedback that we sort of took on and designed made sure that when they made sure that when they designed it it worked really well with the switches Joe Branton you are a yes. huge avocado for uh, positive grid well just for digital modelling amplification in general so positive grid have released some new stuff at SNAM oh. um, what uh, what's what have they released so excitingly so positive grid who are totally wicked who managed to sort of lower the general price point on uh on the on on modelling amps in general uh, right up until line six brought out the uh, the helix LT yeah in a similar style, I guess, if the Helix LT is kind of a pint-sized version, um, Positive Grid have released their uh, their mini heads. Are you okay? You're struggling. Yeah, sorry, I was just uh, I, I drank my beer too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of windy pops. Yes. Um, so they've uh, they've released two heads in their Bias mini series. Well, you know what they say about two heads. Um, one's for guitar and one's for bass. Good, okay, it's the classic <laughs> saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have they've uh, they have released a a modelling amp for guitar and a modelling amp for bass, uh, which is absolutely cracking. The bias mini guitar and the bias mini bass. So they've managed to make these in a really sort of neat little, um, you, you sort of. Uh, Mark base, yeah, tiny little one U sort of size. They're like smaller than a little Mark, which yeah. is very impressive. Which is great, and they all come loaded with with 
uh, with you know existing presets. But of course, I think it's it's uh, eight presets that you get existing on each. But obviously, you can use the app. You can use your um, the uh, an iPad alongside it to to really deep dive into the into the amount of things you can control on a positive grid but it comes with your standard like three band eq and a gain and and a master so provided you've picked uh the amplifier of your choice then it's great oh, i think this is an absolutely brilliant product like yeah they kind of i really liked the positive grid head the bias head and i love that they'd made it like a vintage sort of shape and stuff but it did make it slightly cumbersome this well, is kind, it kind of, of goes against what they're all about as well like why yeah. have all this kind of groundbreaking future tech and then go yeah we're just going to put it in like a basically a huge box exactly how much what, are they going to be i, Do I don't know? know i no, i haven't seen any price release for them. i was going to say i think the, the problem they've had with the bigger one is the fact that you can buy the software for like 200 dollars. yeah and then you're basically paying another thousand dollars just for the power amp see so if yes. these are more and value for money the, this may, it makes yeah. way more sense I think that was it and the problem really that Positive Grid had uh, I think is that if if you think of its major competitor being Kemper then Kemper had designed a head that was a similar size um, and the same sort of power uh, um, power amp wattage uh, but you could control everything on the Kemper using its very intuitive front panel controls Whereas the positive grid, and still with the minis, requires you to have your laptop or an iPad there. Right. Uh, in order to access any of the... any. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST the functionality that's always going to be the way though isn't it you know like unless you want to put loads and loads of controls on the front of the amp yeah and you still want that full range of uh you know different amp models different um sounds then yes you are going to have to have a laptop or or an app yep yep that 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 is that is true but i i think i provided the pricing for these has come down somewhat I think these are great products. I love that they've released a base-specific one because it was actually when I was talking to the Positive Grid guys and, and we did like a couple of videos with them for, for GAC and we were we were sort of trying to talk about the guitar stuff because, you know, we, we always are because we know 
how limited the base market is. You were like, is. no, bases. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm never like that. But uh, they, they were really like, yeah, and it's got all these bass amps on it as well. And I was like, well, yeah, that's great. Let's, uh, let's talk about more of these guitar things. And they were always really keen to emphasize that it did bass. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, that's why they've they've gone for a guitar head and a bass head. Yeah, because, yeah. of course, it makes no difference. <laughs> but it actually does, I guess, on these in the... The base head is um, uh, is a 600-watt power amp, right. whereas the guitar amp is half of that, is a 300-watt I wonder if amp. it will allow you to load the guitar presets into the base one, though. So, effectively, all you've got is a 300-watt or a 600-watt. I assume that uh, could um, well be the case. Really? I've seen a reason why not. But well, unless I the mean, power amps tune differently, the same in, they've got to be the same inside. Surely. Well, you would think yeah. it's you yeah. would think thought. it's just a full range power amp. Yeah, because um, I'm sure that's how the pedals work. I'm sure the pedals are probably all the same pedal inside. They're yeah, just like definitely. loaded with different software, and they're blocked from yeah. Well, uploading we, one or the other. We, I guess you know, any time will tell. We'll have to see. But what what is also quite exciting is um, certainly previously on Positive Grid, uh, you could load up, um, I think, five or six different banks based on genre. On uh, what? Sorry, banks. <laughs> okay. Based on genre. Good. And within those, you would have five or six different amps each time. Genre. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What do you want me to say? The genre. Genre. <laughs> genre. Okay. I pronounce it anyway, I damn. Uh, yeah, genre, no. Um, so, yeah, so they, they had loads and loads of guitar amps, but they were, I think there were five bass amps. Yeah. Now, of course, part of this is that you can completely customize and save your own. You can design it. You can even, on the app, even design how it looks visually, which I think is super cool. But um, if, if they're releasing a whole head, a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mouth broken? Yes. How many of those beers have you had? Uh, several. I'd love to see. I drank on the train as well. Imagine if they just went, right, we've released the heads. <laughs> now, because it's Winternam, we're releasing a hedge. That won't happen. Positive grid hedge. But hopefully, because they're releasing a whole head for it, there will be more than five heads that you can... <laughs> this is pointless. Why am I even here? I'm going. Move on to the next thing. This is a cool product. Everyone should buy one. Yes. Um. So, from uh, the... I was going to say sublime Joe Branton. I should say from the ridiculous Joe Branton to the sublime Fuzzrocious. Matt, Fuzzrocious dropped some new stuff at uh, Snam... Um, summer Nam, if you will. Um, tell us about it. Yeah, so this is, and it's basically a distortion, an overdrive, and a fuzz. Okay, all in one box, but with basically one volume control. So I think what's um, been really nice recently is that kind of I feel that Fuzz Roaches have found something really unique, and they've kind of started to build on that as like their thing. Um, so like I talked about with the the feed me the eq pedal that had four different sets of transistors or, or resistors that you could kind of uh on a rotary switch that you could then kind of click through to get different eq options and they've started doing it on a couple of their other pedals and then what they've done is they've taken that same idea built effectively an overdrive pedal that's got 12 a 12 position rotary control and each rotary position goes between a different set of either leds germaniums or different um, overdrive chips and gives you 12 different combinations or 11 different combinations and a clean boost. And then you basically just adjust the volume to which one you want. So you've basically got 12 different pedals in there 
It sounds amazing, Matt. We, we haven't actually said what it's called. I just realised we never actually said ah, the sorry, name of the pedal. It's called the Lunar Reclipse. Okay, which is nice. So, uh, to, to I guess to sum up, so it's just, it's like a multi-drive pedal, basically one, a solution for different drive sounds. Yeah, yeah, all completely analogue as well. Um, so basically each rotor position just gives you a different combination of... Um, of chips or leds or germanium um resistors that are in there um and yeah it gives you a whole range of everything from kind of clean boost overdrive to high gain distortion to kind of fuzz works on guitar or bass uh, ryan is a bass player by trade so he does obviously kind of really take bass players in mind as well um but yeah it's, it's just great it's nice to see they're kind of finding their thing that no one else is really doing and and running with it um do we know how much uh, $155. That seems super reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I... considering that it's just him. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, his, and his wife and his kids occasionally painting um, enclosures. Yeah. I they, had already, made... already written this off as being sort of 250 plus. Yeah, definitely. No. Definitely. So for yeah, a boutique pedal that kind of covers all of your drive options, yeah. 150 bucks seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think just a good tonal option for... Um, for like a pedal board if you want something that does a little bit of everything um, or something that you can always use in the studio and kind of get different sounds from I think that's great I don't know if there's like an internal gain control or anything I don't know how it kind of works um, on the inside but you've just basically got a volume control click until you find the sound that you like and just boost it up really I'm all about that that sounds uh, wicked Jay Cross you have been doing a bit of research into the brand new MXR puddle, uh, puddles. Excuse me, MXR pu- <laughs> MXR puddles. Whose mouth is broken now? MXR pedals, um, of which there are quite a few by the looks of things. So yes. um, MXR covering MXR way huge and Dunlop. But there yeah. is there is one that is more important. Well, than the I'm sure, but right. in fact, I think all of them are. They're all pretty, pretty good. good. So there's so as as usual, uh, Jim Dunlop and the Jim Dunlop associated brands uh, dropping loads more pedals, loads more cool stuff. Um, so the, the 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 pedal that Joe is referring to is of course the um, MXR Mini Booster. Um, <laughs> really really exciting oh, for them it. to for, to release um, you know that fantastic booster in in such a small footprint. Um, so I'm really excited to see that. Is that a microamp? Is it, or is it something different? It's, no, I think it's, I, it's. I don't think it's a microamp. It's just called the MXR Booster. So uh, it's a new. It looks like a new pedal entirely. I think in their it's, blurb, um, it, they said something like it combines elements of the microamp and something yeah. else. Um, right. But it's yeah, it's just a two knob boost, basically volume and tone, um, and it's in a tiny pedal. Well, isn't it half of their overdrive and booster? It's the yes. booster half of the overdrive. Which booster. I wonder again is if that's modelled slightly on the uh, on the microamp. Um, they've also brought out um, a new signature just in time I hate uh, that you're doing it this way around just in time absolute troll just in time to uh, never ever be used live uh, the Geezer Butler signature (laughs) bass wire so weird (laughs) why has has come out I don't understand like Ashdown released like Geezer (laughs) Butler amp head as well well I guess it's just so there's so much press about um, about Black Sabbath I I want to announce that I am releasing a brand new Wayne Rooney signature Man United shirt so (laughs) (laughs) timely um, the other thing which uh, I won't spend too much time on because they've been Wait, covered don't, time don't and time again don't skip over the geezer butler wire what's, what's the deal with it 
You don't I, know, do I don't you? know. I've closed it off now. I'm only, I only really brought it up to, uh, uh, to, to annoy Joe. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> um, I don't think it's spring-loaded. Okay, that's good. Yeah, was the uh, was the the main takeaway I got the old, from the um, the old geezer can't deal with it. Yeah, so that I think is the. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it wasn't spring-loaded. Um, there's a bunch of new Hendrix pedals. Yep. Um, I so thought they announced these before. Like, I've definitely seen these before. I think maybe they're not. I, I don't think they all were announced this week right, but okay. there's now like a full series so um, the uh, the a few years ago we saw the Fuzz Face Minis come out yep. and that, that was really exciting because it was a um, a pedal board friendly size Fuzz Face uh, which was exactly the same except it also had a um a PSA input, a power, Fine, PSU input. Sorry. Finally, you could plug a power Completely. supply into a fuzz and face. They've now just taken that one step further in terms of uh, it being uh, very usable, and they've put it into a standard like Phase ninety style yeah, yeah. Uh, size box. So those uh, pretty much they're all available now. So the fuzz face, um, the uh, the band of gypsies uh, fuzz face, the Univibe chorus. Uh, and vibrato, which was a really great pedal, and also the the Octavio Fuzz, which I don't think they've done before as a sta- as in I think this is brand new because um, I always remember really liking the old Octavio Fuzz, the sort of cheese wedge it was, style, it was borderline impossible to use yeah. because it was so so massive. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't think it had a power supply input. Uh, no, they were battery only, and you Which, had to if you if you really wanted to, you could trail the battery uh, out of cable the out and get an adapter. Yeah, which is just, just a nightmare. So that's really cool. And they've also released the um, the Hendrix Crybaby. Uh, that in, looks great in a mini version. Yeah, which is great because that I think um, we've talked about a number of times as being maybe the only other crybaby that's worth getting yeah 100% um, I think I think it's the best sounding one yeah, yeah. definitely I definitely. mean obviously you haven't heard the geezer butler one yet Matt but well it's... actually just talking to that I did check and it is auto return switching oh, oh it is and yeah. comes with his preferred settings yeah Oh, which okay. is off I reckon well yeah now these days it's, these days the uh, you actually set the wire up just on top of the coffee table so you can put your, put your foot, put, lean back put your feet up and just never actually play it yeah. Um but yeah, getting down to getting down to the business end of what MXR have released, two very, very cool pedals. Um first of all, we've got the Double Land Special, which is uh for, uh, under the Way Huge bracket. Um Way Huge trolling everybody last year by releasing the overrated special, yep. which was essentially a uh, a dumble preamp. Yep. Um and speaking of dumble actually, I don't know if you saw in the Guitar Nerds forum. Uh, a colleague of mine was over at Summernam uh, last week, and Snam. he was in a um, a vintage guitar shop Mass. and uh, found a Dumble for sale oh, for ninety thousand dollars. I couldn't believe that. I know, isn't it crazy? Ninety thousand dollars. I know. I um I showed <laughs> I showed it to Maddie uh, the picture, and she uh, I went, oh look at that, have a look, and she uh, zoomed in on the uh, on the on the tag and went. Huh. Dumble, <laughs> thinking that was what, and then I showed her the price. And but anyway, the person whoever buys that should be put into a cannon and fired into the sun. <laughs> I would definitely buy it if I had the money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matt, put on the crash helmet. You're going for a ride. Um. So, uh, yeah, the Double Land Special is a uh, a twin, um, overrated special. So you've got two in one box. 
um, and you have the ability to um, to run them in series, so you can go um, pedal into pedal. What's also very weird, and I think this again is just way is just way huge. Just really trying to have a laugh at everyone is the controls are so bizarre. So you've got each pedal has got um, four uh, four parameters: volume, drive, uh, the fifty, the five hundred hertz uh, control. And uh, and then a standard tone control this as well. This is so weird. I've and just I, I, I before we start talking about this, I hadn't really looked into this yeah, pedal. Yeah. And as you're talking and looking at the picture, which you do go and find if you're listening, it looks so weird. It looks really complicated. And then it's not at all. No, no. All it is is you've got. They've just done it to to wind people up. I'm sure. Well, yeah. They've well. I mean, and also that's what an actual dumbbell looks like, right? Well, no. Basically, I think there's actually a little bit of misconception here because. There was that he Joe Bonamass did actually put up a video, and the whole way this pedal came out was he wanted a booster for his tweed amps because he doesn't use a pedal board anymore. Right. So oh, the idea God. is is that oh, it, he basically what? uses four vintage Fender tweed amps, and he just boosts the front of the Fender tweed amp, and he was using basically a booster that I think was initially designed way back when when we first interviewed Joe Bonamassa when I was working at GAC that became the overrated special and then when i saw him at the royal albert hall and i was speaking to his tech they were testing the prototype and i think it's basically so he's got two different amounts of boost so the eq that you've got in there is just to kind of pick up the tweed amp frequency like the sweet spot and boost it yeah but um, it's, it's 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 not that's not our problem it's how they've laid it out they've on the laid pedal. it out just so strangely it's better on sliders though than it is a sliders, thing, are, sliders are very cool but i'm sure that they've just done this to wind everyone up so uh, it, we should I explain this. i reckon with joe bonamassa involved i reckon they went there's through a about 100 prototypes Maybe. i reckon they so, went, there's a lot of reasons they went through that so to describe it with one half of the pedal it's a very regular looking construction you've got two large knobs and two micro knobs uh and um then with the Don't other side and Joe like that <laughs> With the other side of the pedal, you've just got one large knob and three sliders. It's it. Uh, I don't. Really, it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's really. It makes really it look weird. way more. It looks like the sort of pedal you get out in the shop, and someone will go, "I don't want to buy that. It looks too complicated." Yeah, it's but not actually, it really, yeah, it's just two it's of two exactly the same pedals. Pedal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, you've got yeah series and and bypass on there. So very very weird. Um, I'd like to see one. I'd like to hear one. Um, I, I just love this pedal because I just love the idea behind it because there's so many people who will be so annoyed by it. Yeah. That's why I just think it's absolutely fantastic. Go I'm on, just, then. The, drop, the, uh, drop the big bomb. Tell us the one that you've been holding back oh, for this God. whole time. Joe Branton is going red with frustration. So we have now finally reached the epitome of what Joe Branton wants in everyday pedal construction. We have got... A carbon copy with a tap tempo. Why has it taken this long? <laughs> so carbon copy, um, I guess, was maybe the first uh, out. The, the first, if you look at the four of us when we first started podcasting, our first real fling was probably the um, the carbon copy. That was our first. That was our big, a big our thing. First, that we our put, first yeah. flirt. Our first. Um, 
the the Apple in in all of our eye. Um, the, I don't know well, where you're going with this. It's basically the only product we all agreed on. Well, yeah, yeah. completely that, and obviously Baja Telling and Blues Junior. No. But the um, this is great. This is really really fantastic. So you've got everything that you would love uh, from a standard carbon copy, plus some extra features. So um, five controls on this. You've got a, um, an added width control, um, which uh, you don't have on a standard carbon copy. Um, you've got a bright switch on well, there. Uh, hang fire, actually, because so on the regular carbon copy, you've obviously got mix, regen, and delay. What yeah. this is adding is speed and width for the modulation. Sure, uh, yeah, well, of that, course. Well, that is on the width. carbon copy, but that it's is, under yeah, it's the inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you just have a mod button on and off. Completely. Yes. So, so you've got having, the mod having everything there for you that but that's that's so good that's the one thing like that made me retire my carbon copy um in in place of the source audio nemesis was that i could control the modulation the modulation effects on a on a uh on the fly type basis exactly so absolutely fantastic and you've got the bright switch on there which allows you to switch between the carbon copy and the carbon copy bright and the other thing that you've got is um the ability to change the subdivisions yeah, um, which is again another thing that I think really bridges the gap between this being an extremely cool analog pedal and something that is extremely usable and lives up to the rigors of what a uh, modern day guitar player wants from a delay pedal. I think they will sell these in absolute. I think loads. so too. Like, Do we know the, price yet? Have you? I don't think it matters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, t- I tend to agree. The key thing for me is that yes, it's got the um, it's got the regular version and the bright in there. You can control the modulation, but I mean, like you've always been saying, it's the tap tempo is yeah. what everyone wants. Um, There's also an expression out. Um, I'm not sure what that does. Has anyone seen that? Maybe. No, I was going to say, I just saw the price. I think they're going to be about £229. Okay. What's the carbon copy these days? 159 Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? For the extra, you know, slightly bigger box, or different functions in there. Believe it or not, a, 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 a carbon copy bright is currently cheaper. Okay, by £5. Yeah, by that was a bit, of a, a bit of a fling with the Carbon Copy Bright, wasn't it? Like, I think when it came out, everyone was like, yes, this is great, and then everyone's been like... Oh, no, yeah. I really like them. I still the prefer the sound of that. Really? I, yeah, I still prefer the sound of the Bright. I think it's a... The Carbon Copies are very dark, I yeah. think that's the thing, isn't it? They are super mellow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, it's good that both sounds are on the uh, on the deluxe one. Um, Joe, do you want to tell us about some... See? Talking about things that are super dark, some um, some new bass stuff from Supro. Oh, yes. So this is totally exciting. So Supro, who out of nowhere have sort of sprung up with, uh, you know, with... Well, with some a, great guitars and yeah. some, now some basses. I mean, so they've been making good amps since the company got sort of relaunched maybe like three, four years ago. But uh, now, yeah, they've they've thrown their their proverbial hat into the proverbial ring of bass. Okay, good. Um, and they've introduced. I don't want to be in the ring of bass. <laughs> Sounds like something that you <laughs> might get pulled ring. up for down no, the no, line. No, honestly, it's a good ring. Well, you part anyway, of the ring of bass. Yeah, why not? <laughs> anyway, so they've introduced the Huntington, Huntington, good bass, um, which is totally cool. Um, so the Huntington. Base is. Uh, Why are you having such trouble saying Huntington. that? Huntington. Huntington. I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. I've drank a lot. Anyway, it's kind of loosely based on the Supro Pocket Bass, uh, which was around in the 60s, and it's sort of a, a bit of a collaboration with that and the Azark Bass, which was around at the same time. Okay. Um, the the uh, it, it comes in three forms: the the one, two, and three, which uh, directly relates to the pickups, which you either get a single pickup in a sort of precision-based central position um two pickups in jazz 
base format or three. Um, you got to go for everywhere. all three. They look so good. So good. Like, brilliant. All, all passive. 30.5-inch scale, so short scale. But what's totally cool is there there is, like, no end to the finishes and options you get with this. So um, all the models come with an optional additional piezo pickup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you can get – there are some color options available with a piezo on top as well. So I'm sort of leaning towards the single pickup version with a piezo option. But also finishes, so they've dealt with. Some people would like, uh, some people like traditional gloss necks. Some people would like the necks to be matte. So they're all like glue necks, but the the actual neck pocket looks absolutely amazing for these. They're really super cool. But ah, they do. I didn't <coughs> even pictured it looking like that. I thought it was just going to be a vintage style. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of um, it's like a contoured heel almost, but they've thought about modern players. So whilst this has the illusion of being totally trad, the back of the neck is done in a tasteful matte black, so that they're super fast. They also do a fretless version. Of course, in, ev- in every. In I, every I wonder series. why you were smiling so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they but these are thirty point five inch scale bases. Another gigging, gigging base, gigging base, <laughs> specifically gigging base. I can buy other things. Oh, anyway, I, I am buying a new base, which I need to tell you about in a bit. But um, save it for the Patreon. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so massive range of colours. They're doing like um, uh, sort of um, uh, metallic finishes, but also loads of through finishes. All two, one, two, or three pickup configurations. Additional piezo, matte necks. This is actually That's matte night. What what Hello. I thought what I thought was uh, oh oh yeah also um, you can also get in all series they have uh, they have body options being mahogany swamp ash or alder wow yeah well you, so you can choose on each of them well certain finishes in each oh okay I see I see so wow. all of the three finishes I think are are um, ash right but um, do you know on pricing no I don't know pricing nothing yet, yet. They, nothing's hit the okay the shops yet but. Um, but what an incredibly broad range of instruments! Yeah. When I sort of saw this, I was like, "Oh, this is this is all right. Yeah, this is pretty cool. These look they look great." I'd I'd still buy an SG bass. I'd still buy a Gibson SG bass if they made one. You know, over this. Yeah. But but yeah, this looks pretty cool. But then I actually sort of read into it, realised every option came with all these all these pickup options plus PSO plus fretless plus finish options plus the matte necks. Plus the bodywood options. I was like, holy hell, this must be, they must be releasing 25 bases. Yeah, it's a lot of different skews, I guess. Like, yeah. if you could choose, yeah, I want it in red and I want the fretless and I want the two pickup version with the piezo and the matte neck. It, yeah. In, in mahogany. Yeah, wow. Yeah, great. It's almost as many options as Music Man. I know, it's crazy. But I'm really excited about it. I think these look really great. I went from sort of like reading them and like, you know, they, they give you some spiel about like the, the pickups being based off original ones. So even though they're short scale pickups, they're going to have all these uh, really crisp highs. And I was like, yeah, short scale basses with crisp highs. Yeah, right. But actually reading about the amount of effort they've put into these basses, I think these are going to be absolutely cracking. Plus, um, Doug Wimbish. Oh, is, is the Wimb on board? He's on is board. The no. He's doing the demo video, and I mean, if you've ever seen that man play, he puts bases through the most rigorous. Yeah, he's got like a demo of him do, just playing ridiculously like percussive stuff on it, and then he just starts like hitting it and like just winding the tuner up. Right. So he's like hitting it, so it's going. Oh, that's one of his little tricks. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Like he's getting like I'm like. 
he's gone up like that's gonna snap he's gone up a lot calm it down wimp yeah exactly yeah. but he was just he was amazing he he made the bass sound absolutely stupid like unusably stupid which is the way he makes all instruments sound but the fact that you could do that on a short scale vintage style bass yeah. I mean I, I can't think of a less appropriate person no to I was just thinking that they, they bought out basically a really cool looking vintage bass that's got like some cool features and stuff but ultimately it's going to be like probably indie kids buying this sort of thing yeah and then who are you going to get to demo it Dougie Wimbish <laughs> Doug Wimbish probably the most mental man I've ever met yeah have you met him yeah I did it there's an interview of me oh, with him on, um, yeah, yeah. On, on the old YouTube I thought he was one of the loveliest fellows I've ever met but yeah I bet but also completely crazy let's do one more bit of news um, and this one actually Jay you're going to tell us about some uh, something that's kind of close to our hearts close personal friends the boys at 60 cycle hum have teamed up with matt's new best friend leon at pelican noise works to bring us a signature pedal for 60 cycle hum yeah how about this so um the 50 50 double od uh, i'm not really sure we should be talking about this because you know what with 60 cycle hum I being don't competitive the competition yeah, and yeah. everything you know but no this is this is fantastic what you and should do buy one smash it up yeah. s- send us a picture of it yeah, yeah completely yeah. <laughs> what send it i to um, them. What I thought was, uh, what I, I thought that the ad, the um, the sort of viral marketing campaign that Ryan was running with this was uh, was really cool. He was on his way to Nam uh, and had this pedal with him, and he went, "Oh yeah, so yeah, you know, maybe keep your eye out." And actually, he's been teasing it on the podcast for the last few weeks. But this was um, this is great. So it's actually a twin um, two fifty style overdrive. So based off of the old DoD. Um, seventies, no, late seventies. Um, no, I don't think it's as old as that, Matt. Oh, you I probably know is. best. Um, the old two. I think it is late seventies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So based on the old, uh, based on the the DoD two uh, fifties, you've got side by side. You can either stack them or um, or swap them. Uh, you've got a couple of different. Um, couple of different controls there the the thing that i think is really nice is the um you've got the ability to turn asymmetrical clipping on and symmetrical clipping on depending on which uh which side of the pedal you're using and um yeah it just looks great it looks great in a fantastic orange color um so yeah i'm all about it good work 60 cycle harm good work pelican noise works and uh, yeah, let's they have look, one for demo, mates. Yeah, they look totally cool. I think they're going to be limited. I'm not sure whether they'll, <laughs> need, they'll even need to send us one for a demo because I think they're uh, they're exclusive. Well, they're not exclusive, but I think first dibs go to their go like to inner, their inner circle. circle. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you listen to that podcast, you want to support them, do sign up to their uh, their inner circle, one, and uh, you'll get first dibs on the new pedal. One thing that I uh, just on a slight personal note here, I thought I made an excellent joke in that the so the pedals are the the controls are V and G and I said oh does that stand for very and good and uh, the only response was I think it stands for volume and gain actually good I was really disappointed I mean (laughs) it's a little of an obscure joke which is very Very good good. let's say very good with that I feel like we've rattled through so much snap I'm exhausted I hope there's not another guitar show until 
at least January. No, there's. I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, oh my word! Yeah, I'm sure we'll be we'll be going some. But what we'll uh, what we'll do is there is actually more news that we've not covered. Plus, I want to do a bit of analysis of the uh, of everything that's come out. We're going to do that over in the Patreon episode, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support the guitar nerds podcast. Support. And I want to see some people supporting at the one dollar tier. I understand five dollars a month. Big expenditure. Um, you obviously do get a load of stuff. You know, you get access to all the interviews. You get an extra half an hour every I week. I send pics. You get Joe's pictures occasionally. Um, you get Joe's mini series, the Branton's Ranton, um, and that's that's all super cool. You've got obviously access to all the previous content. But if you're th- listening to this and you're thinking, I think those boys are all right. I really like the Guitar Nerds podcast. I want to give something back. What would really help us out is just donate at the one dollar tier. That would help us out a lot. If we get a few of those, that just means that Joe can have a few more beers every uh, every week um, yeah. and keeps the podcast on ticking along. Time. Yeah, on his own time. Um, and uh, it also means that if you donate at the $1 tier, you get the episode, the regular episode, ad-free and early every week. And if you're feeling very fancy, like these people have been, you could always support us at the $10 tier once the space opens up. If you do so, you'll get your name read out like this. Very good. Um, you can also quite good at that. Well, I mean, um, for the people who pay for it, I'm sure they wouldn't say that's very good because you can barely hear their name. But Meh, screw get, them. We're getting good at syncing up at the end, um, and the Ducktales theme apparently fits perfectly. Is that so. what you were doing? Yeah, I thought it was Mamba Number Five. Oh no, no that's no. what I was doing. Next week's Mamba Number Five. I did the. I was doing the lead <laughs> bit to Mamba Number Five. <gasps> Should I read the names out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's rap. just try this then. How does Mamba Number Five go? Bum 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 bum. We'll work on that for next week. This week, I mean, maybe we, we'll just record it and just send it to the people that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for your five dollars, uh, your ten dollars. The even. other thing to interject with Mark real quick is, if you do have a second, just go and go and wing us a quick five star review on the old on the old iTunes. Always, you can do that. Yeah, go leave to- a comment, say top banana or. Um, up the apples and pears or news it helps us out a lot people discover the show more if we go up the charts on iTunes so um, yeah if you fancy doing that it's not something that we normally push but do go to iTunes leave us a nice review and a five star rating that would be awesome if you want to join in the conversation facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where you can speak to other listeners to the show you can get involved and you can help us weed out the spammers who are just trying to plug their nonsense in the Facebook group Um, you can follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds on Instagram at guitar nerds and um, you can go to YouTube youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos loads of stuff going up there matt and joe working on the newly rebranded guitar nerds show um, plus you can see the top 10 lists and a bunch of stuff from shows as well um so do all that stuff basically and then you'll be a you'll be a top dude or dudette slash person slash whatever you are self-identify exactly <laughs> see you next week bye-bye cheers gang bye farewell
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.